بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على سيد المرسلين وعلى آله وصحبه وبارك وسلم تسليما كثيرا إلى يوم الدين أما بعد قال الله تبارك وتعالى يا أيها الذين آمنوا اجتنبوا كثيرا من الظن إن بعض الظن إثم ولا تجسسوا ولا يغتب بعضكم بعضا وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم ولا تجسسوا ولا تحسسوا ولا تباغضوا ولا تدابروا وكونوا عباد الله إخوانا الله سبحانه وتعالى uh, in this verse he says several different things and this is more about inter-community, interpersonal relationships. So this verse that I just read of Surah Al-Hujurat, it speaks about how communities and individuals uh, should live with one another. It's got some guidance regarding that. What it specifically talks about is that backbiting is a bad thing. And we speak a lot about backbiting. Backbiting is generally discussed in numerous lectures, so I'm not going to speak about backbiting directly. There's another aspect here, both in the hadith that I mentioned and in the verse that I just read, which is related to backbiting, which is spying. Spying and trying to find out about other people, things that are absolutely nothing to do with us. So this is to <coughs> try to find out what somebody else is doing or what somebody else is saying or what somebody else does in a way that has no necessary relevance to us. It's just this hunger, a voracious appetite uh, for just knowing about people, negatively speaking about them, negatively just gathering information about them so maybe you can use it against them. Maybe then backbiting, about, because backbiting generally is going to be about something about a person, so you need to find out about the person first. So some people have such an information, they just need to know everything. It's a sickness of the heart that you need to know everything negative about somebody. You know, there's one is that somebody does something openly, and you know about that. That you can't help knowing. There's a different way to deal with that. But the other one is that you don't know something about somebody, or you know a bit about someone, and then the nafs and your ego your desire, you want to find out everything about them for negative reasons. Now, it's understandable that there's somebody who's showing a lot of positivity, showing a lot of virtue, and you want to find out more about them because you want to benefit from them. Because, you know, humans are role models for one another. So when you find out about somebody who's, like, let's just say there's a big wali of Allah, and you find out that, you know, there's a wali of Allah coming to town, you want to be with them all the time so you can learn from them, see how they live their life, See how they do things. See if you can learn from their words, their behavior, their attitude towards things. That's completely fine because that's what humans do. Now imagine if instead of the positivity, we're actually looking at what is he doing? What is she doing? When do they do this? When do they go out of the house? Who they're visiting? Who they're meeting? What are they doing in their shopping? And all of these things. It's number one, useless information. Number two, it's actually harmful in information. Because the more negativity that we know or negativity we have and negative things we know about other people, it's actually bad for us. Why would... The ulama mentioned that cursing shaitan, shaitan's been a curse. He is the accursed. A'udhu billahi minash shaitan rajim But if somebody was to sit all day and just say, 
Shaitan is rajim, shaitan is rajim, shaitan is rajim. Rather than that, he should read Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. Because there's no specific benefit in saying, just continuously stating something negative or stating something evil, unless there's a reason to do so. Unless there's a reason to tell others about an evil about somebody. Somebody's cheating people, somebody's swindling people. Somebody has evil within them and they're going to influence others. That's valid reasoning. But the problem is that where a lot of negativity comes is out of just this desire, this appetite for knowing the wrong. And that's what the problem is. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Wala tajassasu. Do not do this spying. Do not do spying. Now, ulama have explained tajassus in a few different ways. So for example, he says, Tatabu'u awratin nas. Looking out for, investigating the hidden aspects of people. While they're doing something discreetly. If somebody's doing it openly and it's in your face, you're seeing it, you, you know, you're not so silly to not recognize that that's a problem. Right. How, you, how, you, how you deal with that information, what you do with that information is something different. But if somebody's doing something uh, hidden and you're trying to find out what they do and it's got nothing to do with others, then this is what it is. Like either by looking at them in a way that they don't realize, you know, you're peeking in or some other way. Or breaking into, checking their email while they're not around, your, your co-worker sitting there and you check their email quickly, see what's going on, right? Check their browsing history. All of this stuff, why would you need to know? Even if you've got a suspicion, unless you want to help them, then you'd rather help them in some other way. Or eavesdropping. That would be another one. So you're working, somebody's discussing, and while you can kind of hear bits and bobs, right? Parts of it, and you're like... Let me get a bit closer. So you try to listen. Or basically, as I said, reading something about theirs or just asking someone else about them. Well, what did he say to you? What, what are you guys up to? Or what did, not about what he or she said to you. It's just like, what are you guys up to? Like, are you, are you doing anything? Or just to try to find out however you do it, if there's no need for it. It's just extra dangerous information. One of the, the, the reasons for this is obviously it's simple. I mean, the, the social problems that come up with this, that when you find out about somebody, you're going to maybe let off some of that. That's going to create hatred. It's going to create animosity. It's going to create, they're going to maybe do the same to you. So socially, it creates a massive problem. You know, you know about what this does. There must be people in our families who've done this and created problems. Problems have been created because of finding about, out about negative things that, you know, it didn't need to be out there. In fact, what then happens is several other things, right? So one is the person doing the so-called investigation or the spying. Then there's the person who you're spying on. And then there's everybody else. So I've already spoken about what, it hap what happens to everybody else, that they get to find out about something that was not necessarily for them to find out. The only reason they found out, they didn't even have this bad attitude of spying on people, but they found out. Now the harm in there for the person who the spying is done on, who you're spying upon, is that when people feel vulnerable, when they're spied upon, when they're aggressed against, when somebody's after them, right, is that it really creates 
a real negativity in themselves. It's very harmful. And what that then does is that he's probably going to try to do that to others. He's going to try to find out something about you. So it just starts this whole war for no reason. At, le at least, I mean, even if you say, I just want to know, and you don't want to do anything against them, you don't want to even tell anybody, but if they find out, people are not silly, people are not stupid, you know, they find out these things. So imagine if they found somebody looking into their email or eavesdropping on them. They're just going to feel so vulnerable. Now, what you've done to another Muslim or another human being is that you've just made them really restless. You've made them anxious. You've made them concerned. You've basically wasted a huge amount of trust and respect. And I'm, so, and I'm just talking about casual. Of course, those who do it to really betray people, who basically... Uh, may, may, may be giving information. I mean, we're not even talking about spying on a professional level. Like, you know, where uh, communities are doing this, whether different regimes are doing this, whether you're doing this in, in a war situation, especially, for example, you know, you've heard about Palestine where there's people uh, from, from among the Muslims there who are bought out to then spy on other Muslims so that they can let the, uh, the authorities know that are against them. That's obviously a whole different level. That's like on a big, huge level. That's completely haram anyway. There's betrayal in there and everything. I'm just talking about on a social level, how bad it can become. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, for example, regarding the munafiqeen, when they wouldn't come, the, the, uh, the, there's munafiqeen, like it, they, what they would do sometimes is that when the battle was on or they were about to go out on an expedition, the munafiqeen should, would sometimes start off with them and then at a short distance they, they would actually uh, come back and that was to demoralize the rest of the army so imagine you go out right as a big group right they go out and numbers are a big issue numbers are a big strength and then suddenly you have like 15% 20% just walk away that's very demoralizing so that's why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says about this situation. Even if they did come out with you, don't worry about them. Even if they did come out, of, uh, come out with you, they, they're only going to cause you loss and weakness anyway. There's no point for them to come out with you. Don't worry about them. Because there's even some samma'una, people who hear a lot, people who try to listen a lot. That's samma'una lahum. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about it, that these are the people who try to listen up so that they can basically inform, inform the other group about you. That's what you call nifaq, that's hypocrisy. Now while in our normal community social interactions there may not be that kind of betrayal going on, it's more about the evil of one's own nafs. So we spoke about the person you're uh, spying on. We've spoken about the per, uh, other people once they find out. And the person themselves who's spying. That's even worse. Because that just shows a meanness in the heart. It shows a real degeneration or de a real weakness in their behavior, in their personality. That they love to do these things. As, I, you know, as I've said before, um, uh, observation is that there's some people who know so much about others and who maintain and memorize that and effortlessly it's not like they do uh, well actually they do do door of it they, they actually do revise it 
And the way you revise, you know, for the last 15, 20 years, you've just remembered everybody and their problems. So you can literally give a background information of the last 20 years on somebody. Right, because you just remember everything. How, how does a person like that re refresh and review everything? Well, you just tell somebody about each person every once in a while that will make you review everything. Because reviewing comes from repetition. So that's how they keep it afresh. Right? And they do this effortlessly. It's not like they have to do like a Hivs class student. You know, somebody who's memorizing the Quran where they have to learn something and then uh, read it every day. These people, they just have to tell other people. So they, mashallah, these people, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given them a lot of brain power, a lot of memory, but they're just using it in the wrong direction. Some of these people, they're such that if they just focused on memorizing the Quran or hadith or good virtues or just good things, because a lot of these people, you have to remember, they're very, very good talkers as well, because they'll know about these things and then they'll entertain others with this information. Personally, I think they should go out in the path of Allah and you know, memorize some hadith and basically give it out to others. They, they would they'd do a lot more because they've got enough memory to, uh, to, to, to either learn the whole Quran or to, do, to basically learn the knowledge course to become a London taxi driver. Because you know, London, those black cabs, they have to literally know all the, all the roads of London and how, how to go. They have to know them by heart. It takes them two or three years to do that. So these people, they, they just don't know the, the talent that they've got and they're wasting it. Shaitan is making them waste it. And it's just a meanness of the self. So a few hadith in this regard, the Prophet wasallam said as Abu Hurairah who reports in a hadith of Bukhari and Muslim, <coughs> the Prophet wasallam said, Iyakum wadhan. These, these are all related issues. Iyakum wadhan. Why would you spy in the first place? You'd spy because you've got a doubt about somebody. You've got a whiff of some drama, some saga, some problem, right? There's a soap opera cooking somewhere, right? So, iyakum wadhan, stay away from bad opinion. Dhan just means opinion, but obviously negative opinion, stay away from that. فَإِنَّ الظَّنَّ أَكْذَبُ الْحَدِيثِ Because conjecture and speculation like that is one of the most untruthful, one of the most false uh, uh, discourses because you can make up so much and you'll be led to make up so much then you do a bit of spying and then you add to it then he says and do not spy now do not lead your speculation about something to go and now spy then the Prophet said do not have this um, negative uh, competition within within one another. Do not have uh, uh, do not have hate. Uh, sorry, jealousy, mutual jealousy for one another. Jealousy is not a good thing between you. and don't basically have mutual hatred for one another. All of this is going to create hatred, so all of that should be avoided. Just be brothers for Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. Just be brothers. Just be servants of Allah and brothers. That you are all together. As servants of Allah, be brothers and sisters. There's another hadith from Abu Barza al-Aslami radiyallahu from Tirmidhi. Rasulullah sallallahu said, Ya ma'ashara man amana bilisanih, wa lam yadkhul al-imanu qalbah. Look at the way the Prophet is addressing such people. He's saying, O people who have, O group of those, O congregation, O people, right? Of those who have brought faith with their tongue. Meaning who say, I am Muslim. 
who say I believe in Allah with their tongue. But the Iman has not fully entered the heart. Iman has not fully entered the heart. This is talking about the state of this person. The state of the person who likes to spy on others, their Iman is incomplete. Because <clears throat> perfection of Iman, completeness of Iman will prevent you from doing that because you've got so many other things to worry about. So Iman has not entered such person's heart. So he's addressing such people. La taghtabu al-Muslimin. Do not backbite Muslims. Wala awratahum. You know this in Arabic, the word for spying is tajassus. Another way they explain it is tatabbu'ul awrat. Awrat, plural of awra, which basically means the part which needs to be concealed. So hidden issues that should be kept hidden. Do not go after them. Do not pursue and spy on things which are not supposed to be open. One of the questions that will be coming in your mind, I want to clarify now, is what about if somebody is, for example, involved in zina? Should you go after it? Should you pursue it and find out? So first you must ask your question uh, yourself, why? So number one, if that is just a speculation, you've got reasons to believe. Number one, you should not be telling anybody else. Right? The only reason you could do this, if you do see something like there's some inappropriate discussions taking place, inappropriate communication or whatever, which is haram, and you want to correct the situation, then you have to use your most wisest discretion to try to sort this matter out with the most sincerity in using the most appropriate measures. You can't use this as an excuse that, okay, because he's doing wrong, I'm allowed to tell everybody and just make it worse. Meaning, you, we, our purpose of uh, trying to correct somebody should not be by telling everybody else and letting everybody know so the person becomes a bit humiliated, so then they stop. You don't, we don't use the humiliation card in this case. But if you do want to sort, if it's a friend, it's a family member or somebody like that, then you need to give them advice in an appropriate way. وَلَا تَتَّبِعُوا عَوْرَاتَهُمْ فَإِنَّهُ مَنِ اتَّبَعَ عَوْرَاتَهُمْ يَتْبَعُوا اللَّهُ عَوْرَتَهُ Now this is where the warning comes from the Prophet ﷺ. If you go behind somebody's wrongs, like so, we have some children sitting here as well. So if you find out something about a friend or you're trying to find out about the bad points about somebody in your class, <coughs> anywhere, it says that anybody who pursues the hidden things about others, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will go after their hidden parts. And that is frightening. I mean, if that's not enough to frighten you, I mean, that, that should be because everybody's got issues. Something or the other that we've got some embarrassment about. We go after others, then Allah will go after our issues, our hidden issues. وَمَن يَتَّبِعُ اللَّهُ عَوْرَتَهُ Then يَفْضَحُهُ فِي بَيْتِهِ Now when Allah comes down to doing that, if Allah resorts to doing that because we've done that to others, then Allah, He says that whoever Allah then pursues for their concealed parts, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will degrade them in their own houses. In their own homes they'll be degraded. Meaning in the vilest way, in the worst way. So Allah will give us worse than what we did to others. So that in itself should be enough uh, to, to help us deal with this. So as I said, it's a... It's, it's dangerous in that sense. 
Muawiyah said, uh, Imam Abu Dawood relates this. Uh, Muawiyah said, I heard the Prophet saying, If you go after the hidden things about people, then you will corrupt them, you will spoil them. Spoil them and corrupt them, as I said, they, they, they will feel negativity and all the rest of it. They'll have major problems like that and there's numerous other kinds of corruptions that will ensue from that. It'll just create a whole social problem. Then Abdullah ibn Mas'ud radiallahu anhu said, Inna qad nuhina Now this is the barriers, right? Inna kunna nuhina We were prohibited from spying on anybody. Walakin in yadhar lana shay'un bihi. Now look, if something is quite clear and something is evident in your face and there's somebody doing something blatantly and openly on YouTube, for example. Right? You, know, you, you know when you have these issues on YouTube where there's somebody who was an influencer or somebody who's very prominent on YouTube and they've done something weird or whatever, they, and they're actually doing something weird. And then there's people who criticize the strange behavior of that person online. There's people who support that person. They say, that, hey, you shouldn't be speaking bad about people. You shouldn't be talking about the negatives about people. But they're doing the negativity online. It's for public. It's to see. I mean, of course, it, just because somebody's doing something negative online doesn't, it's not the most appropriate thing for us to then go after them. And like, it doesn't become halal for us. Even if somebody's doing something in public that's wrong, it does not give us the right. So if I see somebody openly, blatantly doing something, it does not give me the right to go on to tell everybody for the sake of just putting him down. But if that's harmful for others, then I can do that. So there, there has to always be a valid reason for bringing something up. But at least if somebody's done something openly, then you know that you're not just speculating. Then it's quite clear that they're doing something wrong. In fact, even when it comes to zina, it says that if you see somebody committing zina, it's not your responsibility to tell the authorities even in a Muslim state. In fact, when it comes to zina, it's actually a big problem because you'd, have to, you'd actually need four people with yourself, along with yourself, four altogether. You'd need at least four people to say the same thing in this really, really graphic way. So that's very dangerous anyway, because if three other people do not support you in saying that they also witnessed the same thing, then you would actually get lashed for the accusation, even though if you are absolutely correct. So when it comes to things like zina, why? Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala just doesn't want that discussion there in the public. Yes, you, if it's, you know someone, you can correct somebody, you can help somebody, then you help them privately. Scholars have said that anybody who's into spying and looking out for things like that, they have the following problems. Number one, it's دَلِيلٌ عَلَىٰ ضَعْفِ الْإِيمَانِ وَفَسَادِ الْخُلُقِ This is a dalil, this is basically a proof that your iman is weak. Right? Because you're not focused on the right things, you're going after negatives. And number two, that this is your akhlaq and your behavior are extremely corrupted. So anybody who likes to spy, just be honest with ourselves, that it should frighten us that we would be considered to be of bad character in front of Allah. And this is a weakness of our iman. That should be enough for us to try to sort ourselves out. Number two, دَلِيلُ الدَّنَاءَةِ النَّفْسِ وَخِسَّتِهَا Basically just shows lowliness of our nature and behavior. It's just the lowliness of the self, the ego, the meanness of the self. Number three, it, it's going to create 
enmities, it's going to create harms, it's going to create negativity, and it's just bad information that you're carrying around. You're just carrying a lot of impurity in your body, in your mind actually. Imagine if you've got in your pockets, in your coat pocket, in your um, handbag and everything, you've got bits of, um, let's not even say impurity, but just dirty stuff. Dirty rags and tissues and uh, what do you call it? And half-eaten chocolates and things like that just how dirty it's going to be so imagine if you're keeping that in the brain in the heart what purity is there going to be in the heart Physic, in fact the purity of our heart is even more important than the physical physical uh, uh, physical purity sometimes because that's going to affect everything that's going to create negativity it's going to give us nightmares it's going to give us all sorts of things and then eventually Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will open up our own faults as well Number four, he says, Of course, it creates communal problems because you're revealing things about people and then other that get spread and then they find out and then that causes enmity with them and you and everybody else. And then number five, the biggest problem is that the person who's doing this, He becomes entitled to uh, receiving the wrath of Allah and to entering hellfire. So we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for protection from this. Um, let me just read to you what Imam Nahlawi says about this. Uh, I'll, just, I'll just read to you what he says about this because it's really... Uh, he, he sums it up very well. So he says spying and asking about, others, other, uh, asking about the faults of other people. Asking about people's faults and probing into their affairs is the spying that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala predict, uh, prohibits with his statement, وَلَا تَجَسَّسُوا That's what he means by that. Because as I said, sometimes it's permissible to spy when it's for defense, when it's for a valid defense and so on. Namely, do not seek out the hidden faults of others. Imam Qushayri says, He who knows Allah has no spare time from focusing on Allah. Anybody who knows Allah properly, they're going to be so focused on just worshipping Him and that they're not going to look at other things, mean things and lowly things like this. In fact, they won't even have time to concentrate on what other people look like because they're so focused on their relationship with Allah. So when are they going to have time, forget about looking at them, when are they going to have time to spy on them? So you can see why, where this thing comes from. Your focus is just wrong. If he cannot notice his own self, how would he notice others because he's so focused on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? A person is never going to be focused on other people like that. Then Imam Nahlawi says, It's narrated in a rigorously authentic hadith that indeed were you to seek out people's hidden faults, you would very well corrupt them or come very close to doing so. For example, because then it will result in backbiting, gossip, baseless accusation, degeneration of one's honor, and so on and so forth. Just facade in the community. It's also narrated on the authority of Abu Barza, radiyallahu anhu, that the Messenger of Allah وسلم, said, O people who verbally profess Islam, yet faith has not yet entered their heart. We just read this hadith above. Do not backbite others or seek out their hidden blemishes. For if one seeks out the hidden faults of his brother, Allah will seek out his fault. And if Allah seeks out a person's fault, he will put him to shame even in the middle of his own house. And that's why it's from this perspective that scholars consider it recommended to not testify in cases of penal punishment unless required by law, so as to veil the sins of the disobedient even.
if the disobedient people are, it's a disobedience to themselves, then leave them, just make nasiha to them. You're not obliged to tell the authorities if it's not harmful to others. So we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to protect us from this kind of meanness and other types of meanness of the self because this is the kind of weakness of iman that we, we suffer from. It's hugely detrimental to the community. It breaks about families because the first place you do this is to your close ones because those are who you interact with most. You don't do it to strangers as much. You're going to do it to your sister, your brother, right? Your nephews and nieces, uncles or aunts uh, or whoever else it is. Generally people closer to you, people at your workplace. And there's just so much that can go wrong and does go wrong with that. So we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to remove that from us and protect us from others who do that to us as well. Uh, we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to help and that's why Bismillah ladhi la yadurru ma asmihi shay'un fil ardi wa la fis sama'i wa sami'i al-alim a'udhu bi kalimati allahi ta'amati min shari ma khalaq These du'as and qul a'udhu bi rabbi al-falaq qul a'udhu bi rabbi al-nas Reading them is actually useful because we hope that Allah will even protect us from this kind of evil. Not just like from the evil eye and from magic and things like that. This kind of stuff which is a lot more mundane apparently. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us from being harmed in this way and harming others in that, that way as well.